Okay. Uh, let's call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Uh, here. Mr. Kamiki. Here. Ms. Hughes. Here. Uh, let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That I make a motion to approve and the, the, for the approval and signing of the meeting minutes, uh, the regular meeting minutes of May 10th, 2022. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kabicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay, now we move on to open forum. Um, no one has signed up, but. I should have. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, there wasn't something when you came in. Uh, Indian Hill Place is having its annual. And just for, just so we get used to it, just if you could name and address. Oh, okay. Tom Schramm, yeah. 6870 Indian Hill Place. Right. Uh, the Indian Hill Place Homeowners Association is having their annual meeting on July 12th at 6 o'clock at Unit 6870. Uh, Chief uh, Sifke and Lieutenant Neighbor will be attending uh, for information and to uh, meet the owners. And uh, I extend the invitation to the trustees. And what's the date again? Uh, July 12th. Six o'clock. It's a Tuesday. I think it's after the meeting here. Uh, we run it very efficiently, like you do, and uh, we will put uh, you at the front. So when we're done, you can take off, and you don't have to listen to the uh, uh, resolutions, etc. Okay. We'll have a discussion, and I yeah. don't see why we wouldn't represent uh, being there. We also have a Jed Z annual budget meeting after this meeting that day. Is that, is that the same day as our typical meeting here? Yes. Yeah, we'll figure something out, but I appreciate you extending the invite. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes. That's nice of you. Any other? I have one. I'll rate to read it when we talk about the block party. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Okay. All right. Uh, next, we move on to the reports. So we start with the fiscal officer's report, and always the very important Ms. Caroline Heaton. For uh, May, ending um, with May over, we're almost at the halfway point of the budget year. Our general fund balance is $3,688 and, I'm sorry, $3,688,814, which is an increase of 1.5% from April. Restricted fund balance is $5,905,402, which is a decrease of 2% from April. These funds combined total $9,594,216, which is an increase of 1% about from April. Um, revenues for May were $854,630, with expenses at $507,802. Year-to-date revenues, $3,725,259. Year-to-date expenses, $2,000,000. 164,752. Um, the voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. Our Jed Z uh, business revenues cover the cost of services that exceed property tax revenues. Thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting our businesses, we're able to continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions? Okay. Uh, that any questions about the road superintendent's report or any comments? Okay. Then we move on to the always wise Miss Taylor the administrator's report. Good evening. Uh, we always open with thank you to our awesome staff. We've had um, a number of events already this year. We still have many events to go, and we've had a number of storms this year. June each year as I looked back at 2020 my first year here 2021 and then this year we have had successive major storms in June each year so our staff what I wanted to share and remind everybody today is that our staff not only strives to deliver exceptional services Monday through Friday but also after hours and on weekends and when we do events those weeks our staff works six to seven days a week and then comes back and on monday and starts the week all over again so i shared some pictures with you of some recent events where our staff uh, has <clears throat> uh, you, you know helped pull the the whole event together and then for example i wanted to do a shout out to dustin 
Uh, Dustin left work late yesterday, drove to his home in Warren County, and when the storm started coming through, in the storm he turned around and drove back here so that he could drive every street to see if there was anything that might be needed instead of waiting until this morning. So uh, I just wanted to uh, make sure that we do a shout out to the staff for all their uh, extra duty uh, that they do. It's funny, somebody from Mary when I ran into said, did you lose power? I said, no, we don't lose power in Columbia Township. Ooh. <laughs> superpowers. We are superpowers. Okay, under administration, uh, uh, the 2020-2021 audit uh, is underway uh, for Columbia Township still and also for the JEDZ. That's usually a multi-month process. Uh, moving on to happier things. Great things are happening in Columbia Township. Uh, our Margaritaville block party, which in which we have a mini event, the Taste of Columbia Township. I'll leave it to the trustees report to talk about that event. But I will say that it was uh, reported to be the largest crowd of any event that Columbia Township has hosted. And so we understand that that's a function of uh, what we're offering and what uh, the weather uh, provides on that day. And it's interesting the people from 50 West do a lot of these type of events. Mm -hmm. It was the best ran, best, you know, ship thing that we've ever done by a long shot. Terrific. So, we're getting better you. each year. Kudos to you and the staff. <clears throat> The community events, so we have three down, St. Patrick's Day, the Flying Pig tail, Curly Tailgate, <laughs> and the Margarita Hill Taste of Cl and Columbia, Taste of Columbia Township. We have five to go, and I want to just run through them quickly so that anyone who may not have this uh, at home will. will. Uh, community Day at Deer Park Silverton Fire District, and we have Chief Meter here with us this evening, Saturday, July 23rd, and we will be sending out uh, a invitation to residents and businesses in the Ridge and Highland District that Deer Park Silverton Fire District serves. For that, we have our annual uh, national band tribute summer concert at 50 West on Saturday, August the 6th. We'll be doing a direct mailer and a lot of publicity on that one later this uh, midsummer. We have a Bengals tailgate Sunday, September 18th. We're starting to put that one together. And then uh, a Halloween event uh, that we're looking at expanding and adding some new experiences to. Halloween this year is on Monday, October the 31st. Uh, and then we end the year with our uh, beautiful Luminaria, the, always the first Thursday in December, and this year it's Thursday, December 1st. Uh, we continue to make progress on our half a million dollar NED program, which is the Neighborhood Economic Development Program. Um, more people are meeting Jerry, our arborist, as he has been out and about with utility uh, markings, which I've explained in prior meetings why we have to, why that is part of the program development. And I want to also recognize Jerry and Dustin also, especially with in light of what happened with last night's storm and previous storms, where trees are coming down. Uh, we have 700 plus street trees in Columbia Township. We potentially are putting in, in areas that don't have trees, another 500 to 700. So part, the very beginning act, or the very, the, at the very start of the NED program, the first thing that we did was have Jerry, and I mentioned this in a prior meeting, have Jerry assess the health of every tree that we have. And he does, he, he works through a multi-factor assessment, disease, decay, other things like that. And then he rates the tree for immediate removal due to safety or for monitoring. And uh, there are several tree, there's a, there was one tree that we ended up having to take down today in Madison Place uh, that uh, was a safety risk. And then and several other trees that we sent out samples to come back to be tested to let us know uh, what's happening inside the tree because we can only observe conditions outside the tree. So I just think that it's interesting that while we are working through this multi-step program to put new trees in, we're making sure while we have experts on the scene, so to speak, that we're taking care of the health for the safety, the public safety of our, 
our residents. And it's very sad for us when we have to go to a resident and say that we have to remove a tree that's mature and beautiful and provides shade, but it's a risk to their home and to the homes of their neighbors around us and to fall on a car. And I know when I was driving home, unfortunately in the storm last evening, uh, I witnessed trees falling on power lines and on the road in front of me. And um, we do not want that to happen. And part of our obligation and responsibility to our residents is to uh, make sure that we stay on top of our inventory, which includes not just roads and facilities, but trees. So I wanted to say that Jerry's been amazing in helping us with that. And we'll have a complete inventory of, of that. Can I add to that? When we're done, please do. <coughs> um, I'm really happy at the long-term planning that this is helping us with, with Jerry. Mm -hmm. It's such an amazing opportunity for us as a township to do this. Um, I've had a couple of questions from residents around um, the marking of the gas lines mm -hmm. and the, I guess their water lines that they're marking. Mm -hmm. um, all utilities underground. All utilities underground, over, especially overhead. in Madison Place. I'm sure in all the other neighborhoods, they got trees that are doing that as well. Um, um, that's just to make sure that when we plant a tree, we're not on top of lines, right? That's to make sure that we don't plant trees where right. are where there are conflicts. Yep. Depending on how deep the utility lines are, uh, some utilities are 18 inches, typically telecom, and a lot of the water and sewer and other hefty uh, big boss type utilities are deeper. And so where there are shallow utilities, typically we cannot plant a tree. So we're doing all utility markings underground and overhead and then making a determination about whether a small tree or no tree or a standard tree could go in and then all that information will be made available, made available to the residents through a direct mail. Yep, and um, thank you. <clears throat> and you don't have to get a tree. That was a question I got. We're not gonna force anyone to get no. a tree if they don't want a tree in their yard. Um, and they'll also be um, designed for where we're putting it. So Correct. in 20 years, it's not going to destroy your sidewalk, for example. Correct. Um, and that's one of the great things is that we didn't do in the past. Not many communities did it in the past. They just planted a tree or whatever. There's a systematic approach to the types of trees that we're recommending people plant that will complement each other and also long-term sustainability, right? Jerry is specifically matching tree type <coughs> with the tree lawn, yep. which is the available space, both depth, width, underground and above ground so it's four dimensions just like your home roofs walls and floor and uh, and also in the context of the look when you are driving down the street because the yep. and, and where the canopy is missing where there's a tree canopy missing uh, and so some houses have trees and they're mature trees and some houses have none and so you get a jagged feel when you're driving down the street and you also don't have uh, a protective tree canopy which provides you know, shade in the summer, much needed today. So he's looking at that. So residents, uh, if they have a, a, a major concern, can opt out of a tree. Each resident that opts out of the tree, then it, it's a disruption of the design for each street because he has put that thought into alternating trees. Uh, but some residents, because of on-street parking, open and close their doors you know it, so we have uh, several options if residents need to request to opt okay. out um, and okay. we'll consider that okay but yeah we're not going to put a tree in where a resident doesn't want it because likely the history repeats itself it'll end up being killed you know they hit yeah. it with a yeah lawnmower or a door too much and so we yeah. don't want to waste the township's money right thank you so on, uh, on our road projects, just a, a brief update, Buckingham and Cambridge are going really well. We're, we're getting close to wrapping up on Buckingham and then we will restart Cambridge at the end of this month. Uh, and a quick note on the next road project that was up, which is Cambridge East. So we're currently doing Cambridge, what we call West. <clears throat> the next project on our 10-year road priority list is Cambridge East, which is from Plainville to Grove. Before we can move forward to engineer a complete reconstruction of Cambridge East, which it needs, complete reconstruction with road drainage, I've shared before in with the trustees that because Cambridge, Grace, and Murray on the east of Plainville are 
the lowest part of Madisonville. So as storms, again, the theme of the meeting, storms increase in frequency and intensity. The burden falls on communities that we have to build additional drainage infrastructure into our roads because more storm water is falling on the roads and we have to capture it and hold it because downstream systems, what they call conveyance systems, are over capacity. So we're going to, we're working on that uh, study currently and also we heard that we may not receive an OPWC grant this year as hoped for <coughs> Cambridge East and so we'll look again at having the economic development tool, the new economic development tool in Madison Place of the Plainville TIF and see if it's an option to fund the entire road out of that TIF or if we uh, look at some other, other options. But OPWC was inundated this year and the road did not score, it appears the road did not score well enough to be um, approved, which means we have to put it back in the slot for next year. Uh, and then we have a large agenda tonight. I don't think there's anything that I haven't brought up before. Um, other than we have a business that I haven't mentioned before, and Dustin will be back in July for uh, a full economic development report, but Pedego, Pedego. I know you and I have talked about this. So Pedego, I think it is. Pedego Electric Bikes has now opened near Jersey Mike's where you can purchase a new or a slightly used, formerly loved uh, bike, a uh, really cool store. And so, uh, and we're still waiting for Cervantes Bakery to open, but they are doing some interior renovations. And um, that's all I have on my report. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions about the report? Now, I would like to add the, the <coughs> your flooding, not flooding, but the stormwater management, <laughs> sorry. I, we call it flooding in Madison Place. <laughs> um, <laughs> That I'm really excited about that. We've talked about that a couple of meetings, mm -hmm. and I think we're we're really thinking creatively with the help of the consultant we've hired yes. about ways to prevent flooding, um, which is passionate in that entire area, not just in Madison Place, but there are other areas that experience yeah. flooding, Wooster as well. Prone to flooding. Yeah, right. and so I, um, as that comes, I think we'll have some interesting solutions that yes. we'll have to vote on at some point. Probably at the end of the year. And so the, the street stormwater management is a big part, is the first major part of, of stormwater management. And we always have had street stormwater management. Yeah. But with streets that are 30 plus years old, storms aren't what they were 30 plus years ago. So we want to make sure that we increase our capacity. And then as I shared before, uh, part of that stormwater assessment will be looking at on resident property where there are private systems that the same is happening to. They're undersized due to the changes in storm activity. They are not maintained. They're failing. And so how can we work with them on grants and such to assist those? And then opportunities for other, uh, I'm learning a lot of stormwater terms, stormwater, yeah. stormwater conveyance uh, systems. So yes, it's a big project and it's a needed project and um, it's going to be really interesting when we get to the end of it and see some options to they're careful to always correct me to reduce the impacts of storm water you will never stop flooding let's use the F word right yeah they have said you need to stop saying that you will never stop flooding flooding is an act of of nature and has many variables in it but he said that you can take steps and it's one of the most expensive public works projects that you can undertake to reduce storm water impacts so we're off to the races <laughs> great job more to come more to come okay uh as you said uh, justin will be back mr montgomery with the economic development yeah in next, july. next july okay while we move on the place report would be always important lieutenant neighbor uh as far as past month, we've seen a lot of decrease in thefts. We've had a lot of decrease in calls for service. We've had a really good month this past, past month as compared to last month. What do you attribute that to? Yeah. Uh, I attribute that to being the citizens of Columbia Township for doing a fine job at making sure to look after one another. And, um, and I, I don't really have an answer for that. But, uh, We'll everyone was, everyone we'll was at Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that everybody was so happy from the Margaritaville. <laughs> uh, no, I, 
did hear that the murder event went, went, went really well. Uh, the officers that were working in detail were very happy and they said they had a great time. Um, we have, uh, we're still seeing an increase in these post office box thefts. Uh, please remind everybody, the residents, to not put your mail in a blue box right now. Take them into a post office box, hand them to your mail carriers, but do not put them in the blue boxes until they can figure out who's doing this. Explain that to me. So don't put them in the blue, the big blue. The blue box outside when you normally mail your mail in the mailbox, you know, not your private mailbox, but the public mailbox, blue box at the corner of the street. Do not put your mail in there. Um, somehow uh, the, the postmaster's office believes that someone has a key. It's a master key to open these locks. Uh -huh. They're going all throughout the county and a lot of different police jurisdictions are getting a lot of reports. I know we received two reports, not from Columbia Township. We had uh, one in Silverton and one uh, resident who lives in the Sycamore Township came and reported it to our station in the last two days. So it's, it's, it's like this constant revolving door with that. Um, what they're doing is they're pulling out checks and they have a, an ink washing system where they change the amount from a thousand to ten thousand or a hundred to thousands and then they uh, cash them in and people's accounts are being overdrawn so and a lot of elderly people send checks handwritten checks instead of digital or and you know me. other <laughs> and you <laughs> you weren't included in that one? No, am i not allowed to say you elderly, said elderly. <laughs> <laughs> is that not an accepted term sorry Sure, um, I've been <laughs> so, As gifts and cards, and so they're yeah. easy to pull out uh, and wow. pay their utility bills in, in ink on a check in a obvious to-do for to, to another utility. And so they, they sift through and find those, and then they wash the actual amounts and change them. And it's really hurting people. I knew people used to do that with their report cards. They put like polo perfume and they changed the grades in their report cards. So this is new with checks. You could do it with perfume? You did. That's back in the old days. Who knew? I will I'll tell you later. <laughs> but that's a true story. But anyway, all right, go ahead, Lieutenant Haber. We didn't the, digress. Uh, those are the two main things that I wanted to bring up. Uh, obviously, uh, it's the summer months. Everybody start make sure you're still locking your windows, still locking your doors. Uh, watch out for motorcyclists this time of year, obviously. A good time of year for motorcyclists and, and people out running and jogging. They're very happy with the nice sweltering hot weather we have out there, but they're still out there running. So please watch the safety of the pedestrians and the motorcycle traffic. So other than that, I don't have anything else to report. Okay. Thank you for the report. Any questions? I'd like to say that Lieutenant Neighbor was in Silverton's city council meeting last evening and then left that and then was was talking to me at nine something at mm. night and then was back at it early this morning so we appreciate your round the clock efforts thank you okay then we move on to the fire departments the little miami fire district and the deer park silverton fire district uh, with mr lamar um, first of all as always i appreciate both of the chiefs that service columbia township primarily are present and um I'll talk about our block party, but Chief Sefke's been so involved in the community and has a passion around that. And he and his wife attended the, the block party. They live rather far away, and so it's an effort. So I really appreciate that. I want to say that publicly. Um, but um, also, at our last fire board meeting, it was one of my favorite things that I experienced was that um, they have what's called a Lucas 3 device. Um, Melissa, you were there, which is an, kind of an automated... I'm going to use layman's terms, and if I mess this up, they'll, believe me, they'll jump in. It's basically an automated CPR machine that we have kind of on loan for the rest of the year, and we're budgeting for this to have them permanently, which we will all obviously approve for that. Um, but it automates CPR, and I didn't know this. I'm not CPR certified. I should be, but CPR is very strenuous mm -hmm. to do, and when you're a firefighter, sometimes you have to do it for long periods of time, 10 or more minutes, and in um, not in a typical location. It could be on the ground, it could be in a house, it could be in a truck or a car that's had an accident. And so this machine can do it almost anywhere. It's really light. We have two of them that we'll have in all of our ambulances. And I, it will save lives if we have to use it. It will ease the burden of our firefighters. It does the work they said of, think of three men sometimes because it takes multiple people to perform CPR as well. And so I was really impressed with that. 
Um, and I wanted to point that out. And also I talked to Chief Meter a second ago, and they have them in Deer Park Silverton as well. So both of our fire departments have these new modern machines that will help save lives in the community. Mm -hmm. um, anything I, did I mess anything up, Chief? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But I was impressed. Is there anything that either of you would like to say? Well, I'm good to see you. The only thing I wanted to bring up is last month I mentioned about the, I was going to request the board to consider the levy. Uh, the fire board. The fire board, specifically. No action needed here. I just wanted to, to say that I did request that, and if there's any uh, discussion or details, that would be done at the fire board meeting. Yeah, I believe there's a resolution on the agenda for tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. And just to be clear, as it relates to requesting a fire levy, that would be the Little Miami Fire District Correct. goes out for their own fire mm -hmm. levy, not Correct. this board doesn't act on it at all. So it's a separate taxing authority, et cetera. So good luck, and I appreciate you coming here to disclose it Absolutely. publicly so that the public's aware of it. And that will take place tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? We have tomorrow a fire board meeting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. so tomorrow at 5, it's, and yes. you're going to request to the fire board that you'd like to go out for a small levy. Any idea how, how what the what the size of the levy is? Which which we're waiting to get the, some uh, certified numbers back, but it's going to be between 1.5 and 2. The, the waiting certification. That's actually the resolution tomorrow evening okay. is asking the auditor to identify the funds for either of the two to do as, scenarios. To do as small one as possible. Yeah, so it's not actually a vote for the levy; it's a vote to request the auditor to provide the to certify the funds. Well, kudos to you and all the fire board and all the other professionals have been involved. I know we've tried to go from find a way or people have tried to find a way to make this as small levy as possible and you guys to try to try to get the fire department to kind of go stand on its own and do great things in the future. So I commend you for that leadership and commend you for wanting to take your story to the public and thank you for coming in and disclosing to everybody here that we're going to be on a road show to go help you tell your story. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you. And is it five o'clock normally the fire meeting is at six o'clock tomorrow night or is it five o'clock mm -hmm. if you're interested in it? Okay. Any questions about the fire reports? Okay, then we move on to trustees' reports. Uh, we'll start with Susan. Do you have anything you can add? When no, Brian, you will have something to add, so we're going to go to you. Um, first off, I'd like to uh, show appreciation to um, to the mayor of Fairfax, Carson Shelton. He invited me to a Memorial Day um, ceremony that he had in Fairfax, and it was my first um, Memorial Day as I, I don't even know what the term is, as a public official, I guess. And it was quite the honor, and I love what they're doing in Fairfax. We've always had a great partnership with mm -hmm. them. And so that was an honor. I want to appreciate, I want to thank him for that. And then I wanted to talk about our block party, um, the Margaritaville. And first of all, it was great seeing everybody. Mm -hmm. um, all of the trustees were there. Mm -hmm. It was great seeing everybody, great seeing the people in the community. Um, so much work went into it. You said it earlier, it was the best event that Columbia Township May has ever thrown. And it goes um, without saying that there's so much work behind the scenes. Um, so Lauren, Melissa, Chandra, if you haven't met Chandra, um, she's really helping us a lot in these events. Um, and then Dustin, Jamie, Rob, and Jim, that's our uh, road and maintenance crew. All four and of them were there. And Carolyn helped a lot behind the scenes too. So yep. and oh, I'm not done, thank, I'm not done with the things yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dustin, Jamie, Rob, and Jim were there to set up close it down. Mm -hmm. They're there the entire time. As I mentioned, Chief Sifke was there. I want to thank Kim and Caroline for behind the scenes. Our Sheriff Department was there. Um, I think four firefighters from Little Miami were there mm -hmm. the entire time giving out um, little helmets to kids, firefighter helmets, right. and they had some flashlights they were giving out to children. Very that popular. was a really big hit, I think. Mm -hmm. All this community engagement is huge. Um, I want to thank all the small businesses, and that's one of the main things I took away is that the small businesses are really part of this community. Uh, the owners of some of these businesses were there. Um, they're really involved in the community and really passionate about it, and I hope when you go to these events, if you can go, that you see that, that it's, it, this is a, I don't know, it, it feels like a family to me in some ways. And uh, so I'm really proud to be part of that. And then I wanted to read a letter. The last thing is, um, this is a resident, um, can I mention her name? It's mm -hmm. from Vicki Ott, she lives on Murray Avenue. She attends all of our events and I w she can say this much better than I did. Um, she said, thank you so much for putting together the block party on June 4th, I had a great time. It was great to see everyone. The weather was perfect, which, by the way, that was a big help. The weather was perfect. Always is. <laughs> Although we showed it St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yes, we did. I yeah. agree. Against weather, all odds. Weather, <laughs> 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 weather helped. Um, please thank the people who helped put the block party together. 
I look forward to them. I saw neighbors I don't get to see every day, and again, thank you, sincerely, Vicky. So, like, it's great to see that appreciation, and uh, I love when I see Vicky. She lives a couple doors down. I love when I get to see her come out. Yeah, she's a sweet lady. And yes, I saw Susan talking to her. So that's all I wanted to say. Was um, I don't know if you have anything to add to the block party. I just think it adds a lot of value to our community and gives us some cachet. And I know some other people from other communities and people, even including our community, are really appreciative of the identity it brings and. I just mean the passion that the whole team puts into it. I see it. And the sad or good news or bad news, however I look at it, is I don't have to do anything and I feel kind of alone now. Nobody tells me anything. I just show up. So I used to be a little more involved, but I'm good with it. I'm totally good. It is nice when you walk in and you go, okay, I didn't do anything. What's good perspective? You I told me. I every speaker in and yeah. doing everything, making sure everything works, running around in circles. Now I just show up. You're the one who came up with all the ideas. For the yeah. No, easy. I'm not looking for that. It's just funny how it all just, it just happens. And it is pure magic to watch it. And is like I said, the 50 West guys who do a lot of the stuff are really complimentary, not only to our community, what we're trying to do, but to the actual individual events. And mm -hmm. between the weather and the production, the band was outstanding. Everything was well done. Obviously, the fire department, the police department was well attended. I just think it's a great community event to bring everybody together. So you saw a lot of people from Ridgewood. We had reputation a lot, a lot everywhere. Of, a lot of people Ridgewood. from Columbia G, Williams Meadow. So I was, it was remarkable that we saw a lot of people that weren't just uh, Madison Place residents, because a lot of this really, because it's in your backyard, mm -hmm. used to be primarily Madison Place attendees, but now you see everybody, so all good. So didn't mean to go off too deep. No, thank you, that's okay. all. All right, and after that, any questions about any of the communications? Then we go on to resolutions, and we'll go off to Melissa. All right, so we have nine, all but two are emergency, which means we have um, quite a bit of uh, uh, legal resolution uh, language to get through. Um, as I've said before, I'll move through them. If you have any specific questions, please, uh, I'll ask for questions. The first resolution, one reading only, is a um, supplemental appropriation for items that uh, for expenses that arise during the year that were not anticipated in the prior year's um, budget submittal. And uh, the additional funding on this resolution deals mainly with some of the environmentals and other matters as we start to move the firehouse toward pre-demo stage. Um, so uh, I need to read the title of the resolution to supplement resolution 2157 the 2022 Columbia Township annual appropriation and supplemental appropriations 2213 2218 and 2219 uh, do you have any questions uh, read the title um, may I have a um, motion and a second to pass so moved do I have a second second roll call Mr. Lamar yes Mr. Kvicki yes Ms. Hughes yes <clears throat> the first emergency resolution is resolution, uh, I'll read the title, give you a couple of comments, and then we can, um, questions and vote. Amending resolution 2137 of 2021, providing for and authorizing the removal, repair, or securance of insecure, uninhabitable, unsafe buildings or structures and the removal of tall grass, weeds, and debris, declaring a nuisance for the non-compliant property at 5770 Stewart Road, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. The, this and the next two resolutions are all declaring nuisance on properties. Uh, I have one word for these three properties and we are in increasing our enforcement of the property conditions and the ownership and that word is atrocious. We have two houses that are falling in on themselves and have been condemned and then one other property that the tenant moved out and left debris all in the house, all around the house, and it, the, the conditions are deplorable. Because of the law, we are required to work with the Hamilton County Public Health Department, Hamilton County Building Official, the, the Fire Department, uh, and also our property ma uh, maintenance code officer all have to provide legal notices to the owner and give the owner time to uh, address the conditions. And when all of those efforts fail, then this board takes action 
to provide a final notice to the owner that we, if they do not clean up or demolish the property or demolish the structure, um, that because two of the structures are beyond repair, uh, that we will do it for them and then we will place a lien in their property, which will be a separate resolution. So I have included uh, in your packets photographs, extensive photographs of all these properties, and as I said, deplorable, atrocious. So do I have any questions on this one? This will authorize me to be able to notify the property owner of the action that I just described. And uh, if the property owner does not take action, then we will take action, and then I will come back to you for the authority to uh, file the expenses on their property so that at some point, if the property or when the property is sold, that we can recoup our costs. And these are going to be significant costs, so we have to take down two houses um, that are at a risk for children that are playing, that harbor um, animals, and uh, other illicit activities. So these will be emergency resolutions. I've read the title of the resolution. Um, may have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved second. Do I have a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kamiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. We yes. dispense with the second. I'm sorry, I did that to you. I'm, <laughs> we're, we're in the groove. We dispense with the second. May have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. So moved. Do I have a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kamiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. May have a motion and a second to invoke so the emergency moved. clause. We're a second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kvicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. The resolution is in effect and is an emergency. Resolution number two. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal, repair, or securance of insecure, unsafe buildings or structures and removal of tall weeds, grass, and debris. Declaring a nuisance for the non-compliant property at 5441 El Maria Drive, dispensing with the second reading, and declaring an emergency. I have read the title of the resolution. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second so reading? So moved. There a second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kivik. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. There a second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Resolutions adopted. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Resolution is now passed. Emergency in effect. Resolution number. Um, Nuisance resolution number three, I'll read the title, providing for and authorizing removal of tall grass, weeds, and debris, declaring a nuisance for non-compliant property at 6917 Heard Avenue, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Just quickly before we go on on that one, the first two were for demolition of homes. This one is for debris and weeds and rodents in the yard clarification. I've read the title of the resolution. May I have a motion and a second to dispense so with the moved. second reading? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion so and moved. a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Yes. Uh, second. Yes. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. The resolution is in effect and the emergency clause is invoked. The next resolution is uh, part of our police pursuit vehicle uh, fleet management program. We have six vehicles that we own that we supply for the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office and uh, we are due this year to replace one. And fortunately, we started last year with an order, and it is just now in. Uh, so I'd like to read the title. Authorizing the purchase of one 2022 Ford Explorer police pursuit vehicle and equipment and replace the uh, 2020, I'm sorry, 2014 Dodge Charger as part of the fleet management, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. I'd like to point out on this resolution that the vehicle that we are purchasing, which we get through a state bid or better process, uh, the total vehicle package, including equipment and the decal package, is $33,414. However, our net cost is 
$18,414. The way that we do this is because we trade in the old vehicle, so there's a nice trade-in value on that. Generally, the vehicles are around 100,000 miles when they come up on our maintenance replacement program, as well as we are still receiving uh, Cincinnati Belting Technologies annual 15,000 grant. That's great. Uh, which, so, so fortunately for eight years while we received that grant, which was negotiated by my predecessor, Mike Lemon, as part of the Cincinnati uh, CBT uh, redevelopment of the Kmart site, uh, it, it writes down the cost of the police cars. And so what we've done is we've moved up from chargers to SUVs uh, for, our, um, for more room uh, and also for a higher trade-in value. So there's a benefit as well. Uh, so, do we have any questions about that one? So, uh, this is an emergency as well because as soon as the vehicle comes in, we have to pay the dealership before we can take um, delivery of it. Uh, you've heard the uh, first reading. May I have a motion and a second to so dispense moved. with the second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the, invoke so the emergency clause? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? The yes. resolution is in effect and the emergency clause is invoked. The next resolution is to uh, professional services for some environmental voluntary environmental assessments in the Plainville Road Business District, which is something that we do every few years. Uh, and this one specifically involves the Madison Place Firehouse as we are approaching final design and pre-demo. Uh, there's an EPA requirement before you demo uh, a structure or demolish a structure uh, before a certain year, and I don't recall the year, you need an asbestos, I think it's in the 70s, you need an asbestos and several other environmental things. And so this will take care of that and for some uh, other properties in uh, the district. I'll read the title, Authorizing the Township Administrator to Enter into a Professional Services Agreement with Patriot Engineering for Voluntary Environmental Inspections and Assessments of Certain Properties in the Plainville Business District, including the former firehouse at 6904 Murray Avenue, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. And this will cover pre preliminary asbestos inspections, phase one environmentals, and then the total cost will not exceed 30000 um, and for it should work out for um, at least the firehouse property, possibly more, that we uh, can take this from the Plainville to. Any questions? No. Okay. So, uh, may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is in effect. The emergency clause is invoked. Uh, two to go. Um, three to go. <laughs> one was hiding. They're all so thick except that bottom one is thin. Caroline's always keeps Yes. Yeah, it was a test, Caroline. You passed. All right, thank you. This one is uh, to authorize uh, the township, uh, will authorize WP Land, which is the developer of the new, eight new single family homes in the Pear Elm Beach Orchard neighborhood to use township right of way when he uh, begins extending the utilities for the new homes, specifically sewer, water, gas, electric, and so we will authorize him to be in our right-of-way. And then, as part of his housing plan and working with the residents on finalizing the plan in a very cooperative, multi-meeting manner, he agreed to reduce the density by one home. I've shared this before in a prior meeting, one home, and Im uh, improve green space, as well as in that green space he will dedicate to the township a permanent utility easement it, through which we will be able to uh, um, ex, uh, extend other utilities including sewer, sewer at some point to um, later this year which is a package that I'll bring forward to the trustees probably will be ready to go in um, July. So this 
agreement that is attached to the resolution is giving me the authority to enter into with WP land to allow them to be in our right of way for utility extension and then for them to proceed to survey and dedicate a utility easement to us and then to perform work in, in that as well. Uh, do I have any questions? This is the first step of a multi-step project that's going to be an amazing transformation in that, that, that neighborhood. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That this is, it's not going to be pretty for a little bit, but when this is all done, it's going to be beautiful. It's there. going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about it as, as, the, as the months, over the next coming months. So I'll read the title of the resolution. Authorizing the administrator to enter into a temporary sanitary sewer easement agreement with WP Elm Street LLC, dispensing with the second reading, declaring an emergency. Uh, may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. A second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause. Moved again. Second. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is now in effect and the emergency clause is invoked. Two more. <sighs> these are quick and one of these specifically is terrific news and um, we'll let uh, Brian comment if, if he's interested. Dissolving the Kenwood Fire District Fund number 2195 and transferring unexpended funds to General Fund 1000 and dispensing with the second reading. Uh, Kenwood Fire District was established around 1950. Subsequently, we had a series of small fire districts earlier in the community's history, Silverton Fire District, Ridge Fire District, which we still have in, in Kenwood Fire District. Uh, at, um, in the in early 2000s, Little Miami Fire District was established and uh, absorbed the former Kenwood Fire District as well as other other uh, other areas. Uh, tax revenue uh, continued to be collected by the township uh, until the new revenue was assigned over to Little Miami Fire District, and then those funds were paid by Columbia Township for a fire inspector, a part-time fire inspector. At what point? At which point? At a certain point a number of years ago, the fire inspector retired and Little Miami took over the fire inspection duties. Um, Kim Gray brought this to my attention when I first started, that there were surplus funds, specifically nearly $78,000 in this special fund. And because it is a special fund, it's restricted. We cannot touch it without approval through the county auditor, the state auditor, and a resolution. So this gives us the authority to dissolve that fund because there are no debts due to be paid from the fund, there's been no inactivity on the fund, and we can move uh, the 70, nearly 78,000 into our general fund, at which time, in talking to Trustee Lamar, that uh, uh, we can cut and present a check to the Little Miami Fire District. We do, are not required to do so by statute. It actually becomes general fund money, but because of our interest in continuing the, our partnership with the Little Miami Fire District, uh, the you know we had the discussion that uh, let's let's put the money where it belongs, and uh, hopefully the fire district can purchase something that's um, helpful, gear or something like that. Do you want to say anything, or do you have any questions? Uh, it's great. Um, obviously, seventy-eight thousand dollars may not sound like a lot. When I told Chief Sifke this, he was so happy. Yeah. And it really goes to the fiscal responsibility, I think, of our new chief, um, our firefighters, and our fire board, and our township. And the, so this can go a long way. He's got a list, a <laughs> very long list of how he can use this. Yeah. And I'm really proud. I joked around that we should make a giant check, you know, like a game show. But we'll just put the money in their account. That'll be enough. But this is great. Great stuff. Great stuff. So I've read the resolution. Did you have something to say? I'm sorry. Uh, May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. I've we've dispensed with the second reading. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause? Moved again. Second. Roll call. Sorry. I'm sorry. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. 
The resolution is in effect and the emergency clause is in vote. Last one. We didn't hit the 45 minute. <laughs> he challenged me, 45 minutes. That's a uh, tough one. Designating a no parking area on Ashley Oaks Drive between US 50 and extending 30 feet north of the entrance speed limit sign and prohibiting parking therein and dispensing with the second reading. Uh, I am, as I've shared with the board before, in a probably a two-year Wooster Corridor traffic calming safety <coughs> plan process with TEC and beautification. And as we progress through that study, and the reason it is a multi-year study is because it is an ODOT asset. So as we study and make recommendations and requests, ODOT reviews and then uh, advises as to whether we're able to move forward with those. Uh, tra traffic on US 50 has continued to increase substantially in volume. Uh, original, uh, the estimates are upwards of 25,000 or more commercial trucks, vehicles, uh, cars a day in both directions. It is a five-lane federal highway. The speeds that are posted are not always observed, and so as a result, uh, it came to our attention through this effort that the entrance to Williams Meadow the speeds require the high speeds required to turn into the neighborhood and then the speeds required to get up to speed to get out across multiple lanes of traffic if you're going uh, eastbound uh, requires a safer sight distance at the entrance and there have been uh, as the the um, area grows there have been more people that have been parking at the entrance which blocks sight distance so under the Ohio uniform traffic manual whenever you have the combination of sight distance issues because there's a hill there's several curves there's a lot of trees and there are other structures that are in the way of of the sight distance and whenever you have high speeds that combination um, brings you to the point of a no parking uh, authorization and so uh, TEC uh, advises advised a specific length on Ashley Oaks for no parking on both sides and the township law for no parking requires that we pass legislation and then uh, we we post no parking um, in the neighborhood for 30 days and then move forward to, to get everyone used to the no parking and then we are able to install permanent signs. Uh, so I would like as part of our overall program to move forward with this as part of our transportation safety programming. And we're doing this in other neighborhoods as well. We just did, uh, I think late last year we did no parking in, I think it was Hill and Dale uh, uh, as a result of different changes in that area as well. Any questions? Thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, so you working with the neighborhood to, 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 yes. to make to appease them. As yes, well. so we'll do. Great job. We'll do on that. Okay. Uh, so I've read the title, and uh, may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? Second. No, we roll call. I'm sorry. So moved. <laughs> I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. We have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency so clause. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports to wire a second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibiki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. I make a motion for the signing of the minutes and the resolutions to wire a second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. I make a motion we adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. They double jumped on that one, didn't they? <laughs> okay. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. Yes. Thank you, everybody. For Thank coming. you. Thank you. Lots of things to sign. <laugh